Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. October 21st, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll X. Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker and Scooter Dingus here on your Friday morning. Hope everybody's having a great start to their day, getting their weekend all revved up and ready to go. Stop by Thornton's to get your weekend all revved up and ready to go. They've got everything you need. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, candy, pick-me-up drinks, coffee, fresh fruit, you name it, Thornton's has it. You won't be disappointed with their selection. Remember to have that app. Save you some time, save you some money. Justin Kalen, how are you? How you doing? What's up? I, I am doing pretty good. I got a lot of sleep last night, so... I'm actually sitting here trying to catch up on all the scores from last night on account of I went to bed about halftime of the Arizona-New Orleans game. So I'm sitting here trying to catch up on all my scores. Lakers lose again. Not surprised, TJ. But how are you? I'm doing well. Are you, are you feeling okay? Um, I mean, allergies are kind of kicking my butt. Why you ask? Well, you sound you sound a little you sound a little stuffy, I guess. Would be you know, when I was listening, I was listening to the podcast, or not really, I was listening to the replay yesterday on the way to work, and I was like, "Why does my voice sound so crazy?" And I think it is because I'm so stopped up. So yeah, allergies, no fun. You've been taking your allergy pills. Uh, what's your guess, Scoots? What is wrong with you? I just I always forget. I like I when I'm ready to go to bed, I want to go to bed. Like, and I never. Remember to take that extra step and take my allergy pill. No time. No time. I'm, I'm losing no. valuable, precious sleep if I if I stop to take my allergy pill. So here's the here's the crazy thing you do. You keep the allergy pill in your car. What then when you get in your car, you say, "Oh, I haven't taken my allergy pill today," and then you take it. Won't they Boom. freeze? Uh, no. They no. They don't freeze. I don't see. I don't even know if I did that. If I would remember to do it, I mean, you just put it in your car. Maybe you, maybe some, maybe you do forget a day or two. But it's literally in your car. It's there uh, more days than not. You you remember. 
My issue actually with keeping it in the car is I forget if I had taken it that day or not. Uh, so I usually try to take it on the way into the radio show and then I'll, you know, say, all right, well, I took it in the morning. But it always seems like in the afternoon, I'm like, what, did I actually take it or do I take it again? But I, I'm normally pretty good about it. You need to leave it in your car, Scoops. You need to do it. You need to take it and you'll feel better than you feel right now. Yeah. I mean, I, f- I feel good. That's the thing. Like, I just, I'm stuffy. My my throat is a little congested, I guess, if you will. But I mean, all in all, I feel pretty good. I've, I've been doing the nose spray, so. Well, that's good. Which is, which is the crazy part. When I do the nose spray, I should also take my allergy pill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, good. I'm glad you feel all right. Yeah. You don't sound bad. You just sound maybe slightly different, but the voice, no- the voice is a little deeper. Yeah. You sound more manly. Yeah. I like it. I wish, I wish my voice stayed like this. Much more masculine. Uh, so <laughs> it's just Scoots and I today, I, I did get a text. I was off my phone for the night, but did get a text from intern Jacob saying he would join us if, if we needed. Wow. I'm sure you didn't have any conversations with him. I didn't, no. I thought this may have been something that not necessarily you cooked up, but you were in on. Well, I mean, here's the deal. We've gotten spurned by Jacob so many times now that I'm not even reaching out anymore. And that's that's perfect. If he wants to reach out to you to get on, that's, that's all good. But I'm not going to continue to give that kid hope and for him to continue to shoot us down by not being able to wake up like Trevor Kelsey. Yeah, so he, he texted me, and it wasn't like he texted me super late. I just I wasn't on my phone, so I didn't respond. Uh, I've been up since like 4.30 this morning, but that I wasn't going to text him at 4.30 in the morning. Um, I did text him about like 15, 20 minutes ago, though, and just told him, yeah, if you want to come on, feel, feel free, buddy. You're, you're, more than, you're more than welcome to. And obviously haven't gotten a response back. Probably will will not get a response back. Most things. I think that's probably a safe assumption. So, um, I don't know. Maybe we'll have intern Jacob on today. Maybe we won't. Who knows? So, we definitely want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. But, yeah, like, I, I don't know. What time do you think somebody... Jacob's age should be waking up on a day like today. I mean, when I was in college and and had no Friday classes, it was uh, 10, 10 30. That's pretty late in the day. I mean, I haven't, I haven't slept that late since college, but yeah, when I was in college, yeah. But I mean, cause you always, you got to think about it. You, you always went out on Thursday night, Thursday, Thursday, uh, all the bars usually had some pretty solid deals. So me and my friend group would always go out on Thursday after we turned 21. So, I mean, that, that was the reason for sleeping so late on Friday because we didn't get home till 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but who's to say that intern Jacob went out? No, no safe assumption there that he actually did go out. However, I think, I think how, it's a safe assumption. Why is that? Because it just, we've just seems like we've heard so many stories about people seeing Jacob out in the wild at bars. I don't know. I mean, have we heard a ton of stories on that? But secondly, I, I feel like we don't hear stories on that. I, I, I don't think that happens. Maybe I'm just thinking of the one Matt Sachs story. Maybe it was just that one Matt Sachs story. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. but even if you went out, I don't know. 1030, 10 to 10.30 is pretty late. I, like, I'm not saying I didn't. I'm sure I did. But I don't think it was frequent, especially maybe not on a Friday. 
not that I often had Friday classes, but even then, if I did, you wanted to get them out of the way early instead of having to dig in deep into your day on a Friday to go to class. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I would think that, like, nine, which still doesn't do the radio show any good, obviously. I, I would think, like, nine for somebody in his position, assuming he didn't have anything important to get up for in the morning, like a radio show. I don't know. Nine's pretty early for a college student. I don't know. I just... I guess different strokes for different folks. Obviously, I just I, I I was never a great sleeper in really my entire life. Never a great sleeper sleeper in, but but we'll see. Uh, maybe maybe you'll get some intern Jacob at some point this after or this morning. See, Probably I can't I can't can't relate TJ because I consider myself a top twenty five sleeper in the country. That's well, you're you're not even top one at the big X Sports Radio studio. Um, I would venture to say that I sleep better than Trevor. I probably fall asleep way faster than Trevor does. I just don't sleep as long or as late. And a little less sleep apnea. And a little less sleep apnea, yes. Mm -hmm. Most importantly, obviously. (laughs) I don't don't agree. I I would say I I think Trevor is is an A-plus sleeper. I think he's as good as it gets. Yeah. Should I bet him five hundred to have a sleep off too? Uh, uh, dude, you're not. That's that's a good way to lose your Eastern Michigan money. I can tell you that <laughs> much real quickly. The, the guy has just doesn't care about employment because of his sleep. Like, yeah, that's a, a commitment to a level of sleep that I don't think you and I can even get into that that neighborhood. That's we're a good getting point. stopped at the gate of that because, gosh, I mean, I wake up if there's like a strong gust of wind and if nothing else scoots and I'd tip my hat to you for it and and we're really appreciative for it but I don't think you've been late a day like you know you don't even let I mean maybe a day but you don't even let sleep get in the way of of your job Trevor he just uh would routinely get fired you know because he, he loves sleeping so much so I think you're out of your element on this one Donnie yeah, no, I mean, you, you bring up a good point. I don't let employment get in my way. And for the record, I have not been late a day. I think you not, were, or I think you were like very early, I think you were very early on. No, I don't remember that. Maybe not, maybe not late, but you were a late scratch. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did have a late scratch at one point. I, I think really early on we did because we were yeah. like, oh, great. Look, like, you know, he's doing exactly what Trevor was doing. And we all laughed, and we had a good time about it. But what? no, I think I don't think you were late. I think you like let us know at six forty or something that you weren't going to be in or something along the lines of that. That wasn't so. I me- I remember missing a show because of the shovel incident. But I'll let you all know the night before. I'm trying to think what it would have been. The late scratch. Oh, it was when I had uh, my throat was all closed up. No, the classic throat closed up time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a dark day for everybody. <laughs> what uh, what would we do if you didn't show up or you were sick? Because I mean, obviously, we can't rely on Trevor. We know that much. Yeah, no, I've I've actually thought about that, and we're pretty screwed. So, yeah, he that you know they've been having uh, P Diddy from the city come join their show. He's been learning the board over there with Trevor. I told Trevor the other night. I said, just send him over our way. That way, in case I need a backup. And he was like, oh, he's going to college. And I was like, well, then what are you teaching him the board for? I was like, he's not going to college. He's going to stay around and work for the Big X. Yeah, that kid's not going to college. <laughs> not, not college material, they say. 
Uh, obviously kidding. No, that's a good idea. Yeah, uh, I guess if we had enough heads up, you could always see if intern Jacob wanted to make a few cheap bucks and come on back to, to, to the studio for a day. Although, would we feel confident in him working the board? He never really made a commitment to it. I would feel confident. I still got a cheat sheet laying here, so. Okay, well, you can keep that thing nearby, uh, just just in case we need it. All right, well, don't go getting sick, Scoots. This is about as sick as I'll get right here. So, I, I you think, think somebody, we're good. knock you think on wood. Some, you think somebody in nine years would have taught me the board, but but no. You know, I, I've also thought about that, like giving you all a quick tutorial just in case. But no, I, I mean, the talent doesn't need to be doing the board. That's all it comes that's, down to. That's true. The talent needs to be doing the talent. That's, that's when you put it that way. I, I think it's there's in Game of Thrones and. House of the Dragon, a.k.a. Hot D. There's a conspiracy theory, not necessarily maybe in the show, but in the... Uh, by the way, you know how I have the news on when we do the show from home? One of my high school teachers just popped up on the TV. Good old nice. Mr. Hilbert from, from St. X, one of my favorite teachers I've probably ever had. He's, there he is, right on the TV. I'm going to have to uh, take a picture of that. Make fun, make, make fun of him. But, no, he's hey, a great teacher. You remember the great teachers, don't you, Scoots? Oh, absolutely. Hey, by, by the way, breaking news, I just got a text from Big Blue Drew. He said, y'all's convo is why I need to learn the board. I'm a professional understudy. There you go. Big Blue Drew can be my backup. Big Blue Drew left me in limbo for if he was going to be joining us this morning. Says he has an early – said he may have an early tea time with Jack and, and Graf. I, I guess I can't break into this golf foursome here, Scoots. It's a, I, I know I can't break into the basketball group. I don't know if I was just winning too much in the pickup games or yeah, who, who knows the backstory there. But that is true. We, Big Blue Drew can learn the board too. And it, we can just do – why don't we do like a clinic? Just say, hey, Saturday morning, Scoots is going <laughs> to teach the class. We can even let like – we can let John – Local John come by. We can we can let all of our listeners. We can let all of our regular texters come and learn the board if they want to. It, it can be a fun day for all involved. It, but they have to be reliable in the future. Or that's just going to be pointless. And John's not going to drive for two hours to do the show. Croak seems pretty committed. I think we could. Call uh, he, him, yeah, I, that'd I think, be a good call. I think we could call him up fifteen minutes before and say, "Get your butt over here. We need you." And uh, uh, he seems pretty reliable; like he would be there in the morning. Well, at this point, the tangent has gone on too long, and we've taken a few <laughs> little side roads. Uh, the Game of Thrones reference I was going to make was there is a conspiracy theory among the Maesters that they are really running the show, and I feel like there's a producer conspiracy theory between like you, Trevor, all the other producers uh, around town. That you, you all can't teach the talent the board, otherwise you're out of jobs. I mean, I would. Now I'm all I'm all aboard. I am all aboard letting you all know how to run the board. I did have a couple of weeks ago. I was I heard some dead air at the station, and Nick was still here writing some stories. So I called him up, and he was able to restart the commercial break. So he knows a little bit. That that's good. Um, that's. That's good to hear. More than I know. Tyler asked if I'm cooking bacon in the background, and that's concerning because I'm not. I'm, I'm it, so we, we've got that uh, fuzz back that we had yesterday, or Wednesday, I guess it was. I, I can't figure it out today. You can't figure out how to fix it? Correct. I, I did exactly what I did the other day to try mm -hmm. to negate the situation, and it, 
apparently has not helped. So that's not good, Scoot. I, I heard it yesterday on the Rutherford show as well. So something something going on with our board here. It's not what we like to hear, Scoot. It is not. Mm, not good. Not good at all. Okay, well, you're just everybody's just going to have to deal with it. You're going to need to text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, Roush, Nick Roush, he's part of this radio program. He is still out. He had a baby on Monday, and uh, so we are running the show without him as he stays home and does his dadly duties and raises his second kid. And congrats again to him and the family, and everybody seems healthy and happy. and. And having a good time. So uh, he'll be back when he is back. But for this Friday show, you got Scoots and you got myself. And we actually do have a lot to talk about, Scoots. Do we? We do. We like, do. Well, I mean, I, the, I mean the, normally we, we would have already jumped into these two quick hitters. But the morning pleasantries of just talking about the games from last evening. You said you went to bed early. Uh, I'm guessing – once that game seemed like a runaway, the Thursday night NFL game, you 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 tucked yourself into bed and said good night. No, it was actually when the over hit. I was like, yeah, I'm out. Or what when was? I realized what was wow. it was like the over under was forty three and a half. I think they were at like thirty five at half. Or no, they were at forty two at halftime. So I was like, okay, this is gonna hit. I'm going to bed. Yeah, it was. Uh, I-, I watched a good chunk of the game. But missed the first off, missed the back to back interceptions, which Jeez. is like I, checking my score or checking my phone, thinking, like, all right, gonna go to halftime. Saints are gonna probably be winning. Uh, and then checking my phone and be like, wait, what? What? They're now down two possessions, back to back pick sixes. Although I did start one of Arizona, Arizona's defense in one of my fantasy leagues. I don't know, nobody cares, but. That wow. felt good. Yeah, that was that was that that was nice. Um, also had Zach Ertz and he didn't do squat, but you combine them together, kind of averaged out to what both of them should have done. So uh, I'm I'm fine with that, all things considered. But no, I, I missed those. And then obviously I watched a little bit of the third quarter. The Cardinals extended their lead. Cardinals jerseys last night were sharp. They looked yeah, really, they really were. good. Although just nobody was at that game. Nobody was <laughs> at the Lakers game. I. I the West Coast folks, they just don't care. We cater to them from a time standpoint. And you may say, well, like, we cater to them to a time spent standpoint. It was a 5 o'clock game for them out there. Who cares? If yeah. I live in a city that has an NFL team and they play a random, probably their only Thursday night home game of the season, I'm going to take off work an hour early. Ooh, watch out. Like, you're going to – you can work around that. You can make that happen. There was nobody at that game, but uh, I, so I turned it off once they once they extended their lead, and I went to bed and woke up this morning to see that the Saints made a little bit of a push. Watched the highlights of it; it was a little. They didn't really have a chance. They still would have had to get an onside kick, and didn't happen. But those pick sixes, one not Andy Dalton's fault. When going back and watching it, but gosh, they were just moving the ball. They just gotten a first down. Sometimes coaches, I don't get it. Alvin Kamara was rocking and rolling. And then that was pretty much the game after that. Like back those back to back pick sixes, it was pretty much over after that point. Oh yeah. Just that's that's the game of football, how quickly it can it can change. Uh but the, the Cardinals win, they cover, and 
they're pretty, I mean, at least from, again, I, I always default back to fantasy interest. So from a fantasy interest, pretty, pretty good Thursday night game. I, uh, so we, you, you remember we have a, had a sports solstice yesterday. What was it like the 36th one ever? Is it the Equinox? Or, yeah, yeah, sports Equinox. Sorry. Wrong, wrong, uh, astronomy term, I guess is what you would call it. But yeah, so I did my little four game parlay, went three for four. Bummer. Oh, that doesn't get you anything. No, it does not. Close, but no cigar. Which one'd you lose? What, what sport? Uh, hockey. I like the idea of doing a little cross sport parlay on the equinox. I do it every sports solstice or freak equinox. Jeez. Scoots, get it together, buddy. No kidding. It's like Monday. Yeah, but it's Friday. <laughs> See, but that's so my idea. hockey team lost in overtime, which was a big bummer. Oh, that is a big bummer. Gosh, yeah. it's wild that hockey's already started and going. Uh, but I feel the same way with the NBA. Nobody was at the Lakers game, like I mentioned as well, which was just... that. That is wild, because they were playing the Clippers. I know, I thought the same thing. I also wonder, like, if it was a Clippers home game, would it be more well-attended? Don't like, they you know, play in the same place? Yeah, but they have different season ticket packages, I'm sure. Like, yeah. I'm sure, you know, you if you're a Clippers season ticket holder and you have great seats when the Lakers are in town, somebody else's butt sitting in that seat, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, anyways, John Wall had 15 points. He looked pretty solid coming off the nice. bench. Good to see him play for the first time in a long time. And the Clippers got a got a win. And like Scoots mentioned, the Lakers fall to 0-2, which really isn't a big deal, but people are probably going to make it a big deal. The reason it's probably a bigger deal is because just uh, nobody thinks the Lakers have a well-constructed roster, and they didn't last season. They didn't do anything really to address it, so people are just assuming it's going to go more of the same, and I do understand that. But 0-2, when you're playing 82 games, that's a blip. That doesn't mean anything, but... Uh, those were some of your on-TV sports night, and congrats to Troy. They are bowl-eligible bowl with a big win last night. They are on fire, and uh, always good to see. So, good stuff. Did you watch any of the college football game? I did not. No, I was sitting here thinking I didn't even know we had a college football game last night. Yeah, I think there was maybe another one, too. But, um, hmm. yeah, all around. All around good stuff. We it's, we root for Troy here in Kentucky. It's funny because my sports fandom, it kind of goes in order of how the sports start. Like so, college football starts first, and then once like say NHL starts, I'll watch a little less college football. I'll start watching a little more NHL. Then you get NBA start, and I'll start watching a little more NBA, less NHL, less college football, and then college football or college basketball starts, and I'll pretty well barely watch any of the other three and watch only college basketball. Uh, so you kind of tra- you're like a you're like a butterfly. Yeah. You you you're in your caterpillar stage right now. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, there will come a time where I am likely not watching any college football. Oh, thanks. I mean, I'm obviously not I'm not a maniac. I'm not going to get to that point, but um I I'm uh, in a similar mold, but NFL, college football, college basketball, those stay consistent where if they're on, I'm probably going to be watching in some capacity or another. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. What, what were we talking about before we got into the sports equinox? Oh, uh, Troy winning. But 
I've seen some Kentucky fans mention John Summerall as a potential replacement if, whenever Mark Stoops hangs it up, if he moves in a different direction. What are you giggling about over there, Scoots? I just don't know why we continue to have the conversation of Stoops leaving. I mean, like, he's gonna, he's the, the guy anywhere. said he's as committed as it gets. Like, he's, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, he's not going to be the coach of UK football forever, though. I mean, that's not how life works, Scoots. Yeah, I know that. But, I mean, say he's here another 10, 12 years and Summerall has eight bad seasons in that stretch. Then then it's like, what? remember 12 years ago we were talking about John Summerall? He's horrible. And it's like, why, why even have that conversation, you know? I don't think people were doing – I don't think people were yelling that he was horrible. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, in 12 years, say say Stoops is, re, finally retires and, and you all still are looking for another coach – and they're going to bring up the fact, oh, remember when we were talking about Summerall and he was horrible because he had eight bad seasons the last 12? It's just so much can change. So much can change so fast in the in the coaching ranks. They, they yes, they can. I, I'm not quite following the first part of that rant, but I do agree with the, the, the second part and the last part that things can change. But it, it is, I mean, it's, if he keeps, improving Troy. I mean, he's going to be a hot commodity for other jobs, not necessarily maybe the Kentucky level or maybe Kentucky doesn't have an opening, but people look at what you do at a program like Troy and it's attractive to a bigger job. It's yeah. uh, he's, he, he's, he's really off to a hot start. His players love him recruiting. Well, he's winning, he's getting results, bowl eligible for the first time since 2018. And they're probably going to win the Sun Belt. People look at that stuff, and and he will. If it's not this year, down the road, he's going to get offers, and someday Kentucky's going to need a replacement. You're right, Scoots. It's too early to say. You know, it's too early to predict the future in that regard. But people, if if fans like a culture, they want that seed to continue to grow, even if it's from a different plant. So you're going to hear names like Summerall. You're going to hear names like Brad White as well. I've already, you know, some Kentucky fans have already thrown him around. And the truth is, one, Justin Kalen's correct that like this. I don't think it's something in the immediate future that that UK fans need to worry about. I think at a minimum, Stoops is going to see this freshman class through. Just because why wouldn't you? It's so talented. Um, at a minimum, and some people allude to he's like his brother. He's not going to be a lifer. He's going to retire and enjoy his money and and get into some other ventures. They People always point back to the fact that the Stoops lost their father. at an, I think he passed away when he was in his like mid to early 50s, and, and that weighs heavy on the Stoops. Is that true? I've, I've obviously got no idea. But it's mentioned in other circles, and it's probably worth repeating. But even if he were to retire early and not be a lifer, or even if maybe another job comes a calling, I think he's going to probably see this class through. Now, again, if – Ohio State, for whatever reason, somehow became open and they called Stoops tomorrow. Well, then, yeah, he's probably going to take that job. But in realistic scenarios, I think you, you've you got him for at least three or four years, and then you can check back in on what Summerall's doing. Is White still at Kentucky, or has he taken over a head coaching job somewhere, and how is that going at that point? Things you can worry about down the road, but – Fans will be fans, Scoots. It's never too early to to speculate. And athletic directors should 
I think Mitch Barnhart has said previously that he does, that you always got to keep a list of potential candidates, even if you don't think there's your that job's opening up anytime soon. You just need to stay prepared. That makes sense. So I think people can can speculate and let's do it. Like let's say Stoops leaves after the season. Who's who's your first call? All I all I could you know, I think somebody like Nick Roush would, would give you some better answers than I could give you on, on a question like this. But I, I would not instantly settle on just because Kentucky's Mark Stoops has built a good culture that you have to get a Mark Stoops guy. That being said, Summerall has now proven, you know, he did great things at UK and then now he's moved elsewhere and he's doing good things. It's still early in the process, but at least that is some evidence that, oh, you can run a program yourself with maybe some of the same principles you learn from Stoops. So that one's a little different than I think maybe going with White. Yeah. But I would want more of a national search with obviously some emphasis on Stoops preferences or people with uh, of Stoops' background. But I, I still would want to – I'd want to look at other programs as well. Um, I think Kentucky would have a lot to sell. I don't think necessarily you could go take another – big. you couldn't take a big-time power five head coach, but I think you could look at top assistants and top coordinators at the top programs in the country. Some of those that can be really picky about jobs I think would give Kentucky a, a real hard long look. And I, I wouldn't want it just to strictly be, oh, this guy's a Stoops guy. Well, then he's going to be the next head coach. The the one thing about Summerall that I would push back on is we've seen the hot coach in the streets. We've seen that whole thing play out. I mean, look at – take Chris Mack, for example. He was one of the hottest names in college basketball when Louisville hired him. Now he's working out at Planet Fitness next to Big Blue Drew. Man, that's, that's, that's mean. I mean, you know what I mean, though? Like, that – he was the hot name at the time, and now he's not even coaching anymore. No, I mean, you, you are right. Hot names don't always equal great success at their next jobs or their next spots. Um, but, that, that you know, that's part of the reason why I would still want a national search. It wouldn't have to just always yeah. be the, the hottest names necessarily. But, um, again, stuff that UK fans I don't think have to worry about anytime soon. But you never you never truly know. Okay, let's go to our first break because we're overdue for it. I've got several other things we need to get to on today's show, and we want to keep hearing from you on the Thornton's text line. So text on in, 502-414-1450. You're listening to a Friday edition of Kentucky Roll Call. It's TJ Walker. It's Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Give me your go-to pickup line for a woman. You're asking two married guys for their go-to pickup line I mean, and another back guy. In the day, you got you had to have had yours. Our pickup line now is: Are those your kids? <laughs> that's I mean that's really all we've got there, intern Jacob. Uh, you yeah. can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with the classic. If I told you you had a great body, would you hold it against me? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you can go wrong with that. You just no you just, no. Justin's right. That uh, nobody can ever take offense to that. It, it no. bats a thousand. Yeah, it's pretty clever. Welcome back. A lot going on there in that rejoin. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen here on your Friday. Hope you're having a great start to your morning. Text on into the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. And remember that Thornton's is a friend of Big X Sports Radio, and they sponsor our text line. We love them. You do too. Download the app. Save money. Do all the things you need to do. All right, Scoots, let's move on to a couple other radio topics that let's we have that I have written down uh, to get to for today's show. And it's the big one. We touched on it yesterday, so I don't know if we have to dive fully. I mean, we're going to, obviously, so I don't even know why I'm prefacing it this way. But you get a report from John Rostein that the NCAA is considering having just a blanket rule that all NCAA tournaments need to include 25% of teams that participate in that league. So if it's men's soccer, 25% of men's soccer teams need to go to the NCAA tournament of men's soccer. Same for women's soccer. Same uh, for tennis. Same for college basketball, according to John Rothstein. This is more smoke in the direction of an expanded NCAA tournament, which really seems to have the sports world somewhat divided. I don't think it's an evenly split divide. I think more people are against it. But you do have some people that are for it. So 25% of college basketball teams, I think the number is 319, and uh, it's like 363 or something like that. I had it pulled up yesterday. Yeah, you know, don't hold me to the, to the numbers. But it would be an addition of 20 teams to the NCAA tournament. 88 teams to get to that 25% number, Scoots. What do you think hey, about that? Hate it. Absolutely hate it. I mean, granted – only adding 20 teams is a heck of a lot better than doubling it like we were discussing yesterday like that that would just be ridiculous and and I think adding 20 teams is is pretty ridiculous as well cuz like I said yesterday out of all the playoff formats in sports right now the NCAA tournament is the best one and I will not be convinced otherwise yeah it's easily the best tournament and it's it's enough to have a product that the majority of the country doesn't care about for three months to, well, really 11 months, if we're being honest, uh, a product that college, that, that sports fans, not college sports fans, just sports fans don't care about for 11 months, but they're glued to their televisions for one month of the year to watch their postseason. Why would you even try to rock that boat? What, right. what, I get it. There's more money involved, more job security involved, which is totally bogus to begin with. But why even risk the possibility of shaking that foundation of the best postseason in all of sports. Why? Why, why, would, why would they consider that? And another thing that really ticks me off, Scoots, is where in the hell did they pull this 25% number from? Right. Why, why not 30? Why not 20? 
why not 35 percent who 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 was the person that came around and just said yeah we'll, we'll make it a quarter of teams that's that's the right number and what's the right number even for to make more people i mean again it's it's money but what's their fake excuse for it we want more teams involved we feel like more people should have a chance at the tournament participation participation society yeah participation society <laughs> it's a tough word it is a tough word it i mean it, yeah it probably defaults back to that that's their fake excuse for it but again then why not make it 30 we we need more people to be happy we need more people to feel like they they've they've got a chance in all this. What I would really, if they're going to do this, and at the end of the day, I don't really care about the other sports, so I'm not overly passionate about it. But maybe I right. should be. You know, if other people are overly passionate about it and they want me to join their cause, then go ahead and let me know, and I'll send out a tweet and I'll change the world with it. But I do care about college basketball. And men's and women's college basketball. Can you imagine 88 women's college basketball teams? Quite literally, some poor group of girls would get beaten by 95 points to South Carolina. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they'd for sure. They'd have no business. I mean, 68 teams is too many in women's basketball. Are they even at 68 or are they at 64? I think they're the same 68, yeah. I, yeah, I just don't remember the play-in games for the women, but, uh, but neither. How much they. of the women's tournament are you actually watching? If Kentucky is in it and they're making a run, I'll watch it. And then the if wife. Kentucky's watch, not in it. How much are you actually watching? The wife will have U of L on, who more likely than not will be in it. So, uh, not much, but a little bit. So it doesn't. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't want it for women's basketball for the reasons that I just said. But again, not overly passionate about it. So uh, I'll make a bigger stink in direction of men's. But I, I think all the same points do apply to women. So it's just a number that they pulled out of thin air. It's all money-driven, but don't risk it. Don't mess with it. I mean, I, at I, least I, – I think there's a ch- – like, I, you know, I think somebody could make a case and say, well, TJ, what if what if it ends up – yeah, everybody's kind of freaking out about it, but what if it ended up being better? Like, would you be willing to change your mind if you saw it? Yeah, I think I would, or at least I would tell myself that I'd be willing to have an open mind if they were to do it. But who? But why? Why at that number would they be content? Why? Why would I have any confidence that they're not just going to change it in ten years, twenty years to even a larger number? Because that's I think that's what they're probably would do, or and I think that's probably someday what's going to end up happening. So um, I, I I don't, and I also don't think there's a scenario that I like it. I've got plenty of reasons for why that is. One being. A lot of teams that just don't belong or don't deserve to be in there are going to be taken up NCAA tournament space, and that's annoying. And secondly, it will hurt mid-majors more than anybody is talking about. I think people think to themselves, more teams, well, that could mean more Cinderella's. I actually think there's a good chance it'd probably mean less. because yeah, they'd get also, squeezed out. They, well, not even so much squeezed out. Like, they would be represented in a similar percentage, I'm sure, to what they're represented and to the number is right now, which, uh, you know, each year it's kind of different. Sometimes those automatic bid teams are actually okay. Sometimes you get a little St. Peter's team that can beat a lot of other teams. Um, most of the time, they probably stink. So that number, whatever it is on a given year, say like, I don't know, 10% of the teams are mid-majors that can maybe make a run. Then if they move to 88, then that number is still going to be 10%. 
But one, you're going to have more power five teams that are just mediocre average mm-hmm. basketball teams. On any given night, they can be okay, but more times than not, they're just going to be below average. Those teams are going to weed out mid-majors, which they shouldn't because they don't belong in the tournament. And they're going to weed out some of the mid-majors. That's a bummer. Secondly, yeah, some mid-majors will beat those below-average teams. But, Scoots, mid-majors run out of gas. That's what they do. Yeah. Even You know, there you have St. Pete's going toe-to-toe with Kentucky going to overtime. And Murray State. And then they, they the game against Purdue – were you can make a case that Purdue and Kentucky were better a better team than UNC. Maybe it's a tougher stretch with Purdue, but UK beat UNC by a bajillion points when they played in the regular season. I don't think UNC was that much different of a team than Kentucky. I do think part of the reason they blew out St. Peter's, one, they were obviously much better of a team, but two, I think part of it was because St. Peter's ran out of gas at that point. If you make them play more games, they're not even getting to the Elite Eight. I don't think you're going to have your deep Cinderella runs that maybe they compete for a Final Four like you had with George Mason back in 2006. Well, if we expand, there is, in my opinion, pretty much no hope for a Cinderella run because you do add those mid-tier, say you're going to take, say Rutgers, for example. They finished ninth place in the Big Ten but you've got, I don't know, Eastern Michigan who finishes third in the MAC. Who's going to get that draw? Probably the Rutgers, right? So it's going to make it tougher for those Cinderella runs for those really small schools. That's why I, I think if this scenario plays out, I do think they get squeezed out in, in favor of those mid-tier Power 5 schools. They'll still get bids. They'll still make it or, you know, formulate it in a way where they're getting – they're getting bids and they're getting representation. I just think you're making it tougher for them to make a run, and it's already incredibly tough for them to make a run. That's why it's exciting when they do do it. I think making them play more games, making them play against more quality teams or average teams, I think would be a more appropriate word, is is just going to make things tougher for them. Uh, and I and, and I don't I think people will hate that. I think when they get to like I don't know at that point if it'd be the second weekend or the third weekend based on how they be- break down the brackets. But like when they get to the rounds before the Final Four, the Sweet Sixteen and Elite Eight, and you don't have a Cinderella team, or maybe you just have one every couple of years, people are gonna people are gonna not love that. They're they're not gonna like it much at all. So. Uh, I wish mid-majors would be against it too, although they may hear, oh, more teams in the tournament. Well, that could be better for us. That means more chances for us. When in reality, I think it actually could be worse news for them. I really wish the NCAA would say, hey, we're going to do this 25% thing. That's fine. But the NCAA tournament for men's basketball, the NIT and the CBI, although I don't think the CBI is owned by the NCAA tournament, although the NIT now is, that counts towards that number. Thus, the NCAA tournament format is 68 teams, but we do have these side tournaments. Oh, I that's would, perfect. That's perfect. There's, like, that's there's what, 16 teams in the NIT? So all you got to do is add, what, four 30, teams to the 32, NIT? 32 teams in the NIT. Oh, okay. Yeah, perfect. So we're over 25%. No need to change anything. Halt the conversation. Don't change anything. Yeah, if anything – Basketball is overachievers. They allow too yeah. many teams into their postseason. So, uh, and and 
I had a buddy say, well, like, you know, I hate this, but at least it'd be good for college football. NCAA doesn't own the college football playoffs. That's a separate entity. So uh, while it is, if they did it for college football, it'd have to be a 32-team playoff, which I actually think would be a lot of fun, and it would just totally, totally change <laughs> like the landscape of college football and even the season and how we even view college football. But it's not owned by – it's not an – it has to be an NCAA tournament to get that 25% threshold. So college football need not apply. College basketball, you would, but I would hope that maybe you could make an amendment, make a blanket statement, just say, hey, the NCAA tournament does include 25% of teams. It's just in, it's spread out through a, a couple different tournaments. I would hope that that would suffice. I'm probably dream weaving on that one, but I guess you never really know. For what it's worth, I wouldn't want any more than 16 for a college football playoff just because of how inherently dangerous the game of football is. I mean, you're you're getting oh so God. many injuries with with a 16-teamer. Just quit. I mean, what? I mean, it's true. No, I mean, no, it's not because you would change the schedule so teams would be playing close to the same amount of games. On average, probably all would be playing about the same amount of games. You'd have some that would end up playing maybe a couple more, and you'd have probably the majority that are actually playing fewer. So it'd be fewer hits for your for the for for you and your your health concerns. Well, I guess I don't know. Right? Like if you had teams that if you had a if you had a thirty again, they're never going to do a thirty-two team playoff, or at least not anytime soon, uh, not in our lifetimes, but. If you had a 32-team playoff, you'd have to – like the season would end in October. I mean, November would be playoff time. So you'd have seasons ending in October where you just wouldn't have November or December football for a lot of teams. Maybe you could also do like a little side tournament so you at least keep them involved going to December. But, yeah, it'd totally change everything. But That would be – that'd be big – would be big for college football fans because it wouldn't end until late January in that scenario as opposed well, to early January. I mean, a 32-team playoff would be one week, then you get to the Sweet 16, that's second week, then you get to the Elite Eight, that's the third week, then the semifinals, that's the fourth week, so that's a month. It'd just be five weeks. And if you wanted to take a break in between the semifinals and the championship, you could make it six weeks. So if you started that in November, yeah, again, you're ending it in December. I mean, you you could really theoretically start it in December and play throughout December. But then again, your concerns could potentially be valid at that point if you're playing football all of September, all of October, all of November, all of December, and then even the last two teams into January. Yeah, that's probably a little too much football, but you'd need to break down the regular season. You probably only play like an eight-game, nine-game regular season. And then, again, you know, some teams would end up probably playing, on average, a little bit more. Some a little bit fewer, but uh, we wasted everybody time, everybody's time with a hypothetical that it has no chance of happening. <laughs> not the last time we've done that today. As, as long as the NCAA tournament does not expand, I'll be fine. If there's one thing in sports that I'm extremely passionate about, it's that. And I was even against, I'll be the first to tell you, I was even against the whole play-in game thing when they expanded to 68. I was like, ah. Oh, it's always been 64. Why are we adding four more teams? I've come around to that, but I will not come around to any other expansion when it comes to the NCAA tournament. NCAA tournament needs to stay the same. It needs to stay the same. I don't think it needed to even move from 64. 
the playing games are whatever. I will say this about the playing game. Stop making the mid-major conference champion winners play in those games. Agreed. Let, Agreed. Them be, let them be in. Let them be in. Save it for the worst teams, the last teams in. Make them go fight it out. It One, makes for games more people care about because, no offense, on that Tuesday or Wednesday, who's watching those 16 games? I Well, I am because I'm sick, but and I like basketball. But most people don't, and and I certainly don't care who wins or loses. All I'm rooting for is a close game, or if I just randomly wanted to throw away some money on it, whoever I bet on, rooting for them to win. Although I know nothing about either team. <laughs> get, get, get me, give me our Virginia Techs versus Oregon States in those games. That's what yeah. those games are for. That's what I, we are. I, I don't know if I've ever agreed with you so much on something in in my whole time doing this show. Yeah, put the mid major winners in the tournament. I, I agree. Don't make them play those games. Yeah. Yep. Well, we're on the same page with that one. All right. I think now would be a great time to take our daily double break, which means we're going to take two commercials. We come back for hour number two. We've got the Thornton's text line popping a lot to read there. And I've got several more things that we're obviously not going to get to all of them. We'll need to do our very pathetic picks of the week at some point. And if anybody here is from intern Jacob, please let oh, us what's, know. What's Roush going to do about his picks? Uh, don't he- care. Don't get, if he doesn't submit them, then I guess we have nothing to, to go off of. He's he's going to pull a intern Jacob and text you him after the show. The sad thing is, is intern Jacob's still only two points behind you. <laughs> and he hasn't he hasn't made picks in like five weeks. Four weeks. Yeah. Really embarrassing. That is embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not out of harm's way. I'm only five points up on him, so you know it's not 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 a great look for me either. All right, we'll be right back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports. Roll Sorry, Call. Walter and Justin Galen. We got a little crazy, but we never got caught. Down by the river on a Friday night. Pyramid of cans in the pale moonlight. Talking about cars and dreaming about women. Never had a plan, just living for the minute. Yeah, way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. Never knew how much that muddy water meant to me. Over. You say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Radio. TJ Walker, Justin Kalen on your Friday. Hope you're having a great start to your morning. Hey, remember Salsaritas for this weekend. If you've got, uh, maybe you're having a little tailgate for a high school football game or a post-game party, or you're doing something for the Cards game against Pittsburgh tomorrow night, let Salsaritas cater for you. You can do it online on the app. No party is too big. No party is too small for Salsaritas. And if you don't have an event going on this weekend, one, get some plans. Two, Go to Salsaritas for lunch or dinner. They're open. You don't have to have a big to-do. You can go there and get yourself just one little burrito like I did yesterday. So delicious. Blue Powerade. Two locations in Louisville, St. Matthews and Middletown. Middletown has a drive-thru, too, which makes it even more convenient. But download the app. Save time. Save money each and every time you go to Salsaritas. All right, Scoots, anything you want to talk about today? Anything you have written down to get uh, through? I think we absolutely have to talk about Christian McCaffrey going to the 49ers. Yeah, what do you think of that? That is massive, right? Uh, the Panthers' offense may be the worst in the history of the NFL. 
now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they've, they've traded away Robbie Anderson, now Christian McCaffrey. Well, Robbie yeah. Anderson stunk, so that doesn't oh. really matter so much. Robbie Anderson stunk. His attitude stunk. He's he's a pretty good football player. No, not at football. No, not at NFL football. He's not. Um, <laughs> he's like the – no, 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 no. But they're not – I mean – Compared to what they have, though, yeah, they're a little bit worse. Maybe from not the attitude department. You're right about that one. But they, they have one of the worst offenses in the NFL. Yeah. Not good. Their defense is actually pretty pretty solid. It's it's good enough to be probably an NFL playoff defense. But their offense is, is dreadful. I, I don't think it's a terrible trade for them because running back shelf life, not significant. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, does – I think you could see maybe McCaffrey being an impact NFL player for two to three more years. And uh, yeah, three years, I think is probably safe to assume if he can stay healthy, which is not a safe assumption, but you never really know. Three years. Could the Panthers have built with Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield in three years? No, they couldn't. So they're restarting the offensive rebuild just from scratch, and they're going to have a plethora, big word there, of draft picks to to use. I think it's a good trade for them. And then if you're the 49ers, it's a no-brainer. They have maybe the best or one of the best wide receivers, certainly probably the best utility player in the NFL. Now they have one of the best running backs in the NFL. They have the best tight end in the NFL or one of the best tight ends in the NFL. It's uh, They certainly don't have one of the best quarterbacks, but they've got all the other pieces for sure. So good trade, I think, for both parties involved. But yep. that's uh, – sheesh, that's a big one, as one producer might say. That is a big one, yeah. And it automatically makes San Fran a contender, in my opinion, in the, in the West. Because the West isn't great as it is. Um, but so they've got a good shot to not only win their division, but and make a run if, if McCaffrey's able to stay healthy. So, yeah, I woke up to that this morning and I was like, holy moly. So, yeah, we had to touch on that. Some would say that they were already contenders. Yeah. Yeah, some would. I'm, I am not amongst that group. But yeah, now but, I am. But a lot of a lot of people probably would have already said they were contenders. Yeah, probably smarter people than me, for being honest. No, Scoots, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Text on into the <laughs> come on. Text on into the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. You text it in. We read it. Gosh, I've got other things we need to talk about, but I also don't want to wait too long to get to the text line. All right, let's be quick about some of these other topics. Uh, right. And I think maybe some of the text line will bring some of it up. But uh, did you see Calipari tease the DJ Wagner commitment? I did not. No, let's hear more. Yeah, he sure did. He was talking to, I think, some alumni association. I should probably know uh, exactly who he was talking to. But talking about, I, I, who was it? Was it Adu Thiero? Talking about how he coached one of the... Oh, is this the dad comment? Yes. Yeah, I heard it on, Rutherford was talking about it yesterday, so I heard it through them. Yeah, Yeah. I, you know, I you think I would have the clip all up ready to go, but uh, but I don't. But he it just basically alluded to, and I'm, I'm recruiting another guy who I coached their dad. And I think it was Kent Taylor in the back of the room was like, whoa, whoa. And Calipari joked. And he was like, oh, they allowed media in here? What's like, you know, just making making some small talk, having some fun with it. But definitely alluded to DJ Wagner's commitment. As if we didn't already 
anticipated or expected, but you've already got you've already got Cal kind of alluding to it. So, which is totally legal. If you were wondering, coaches can you just can't reference them by name until they name, commit, yeah. which I think is a pretty silly rule to begin with. But um, but you can allude to them. You know, you can you can talk. You can be pretty broad if you if you want to be. You can actually kind of get specific if you want to. And in That's this case, Calipari clearly talking about DJ Wagner. It's just a, a matter of time. The name thing is not dumb. I mean, it, just imagine if Cal's out there name dropping everyone. I mean, that's they're all going to go to Kentucky. Oh, Cal's always talking about me. Like, so I, I'm I'm a big no name guy until they're committed. Not not just for Cal for schools across the country. I mean, that's. The Alabama's in in the football world. Nick Saban's constantly yeah. talking about a certain guy. That guy's going to want to go to Alabama. Yeah, but and maybe he already does. But yeah, who, but who cares? They're they're also like probably behind closed doors, promising them six figure deals and nil money. Like, mm -hmm. what's the harm if Nick Saban says, uh, as if you all didn't know, because I've been watching him on the sidelines for the last two years, I am recruiting Ray Smith. Yeah. Like what what's it gonna change, you know? Now you could have some coaches that could probably like put kid at the end of the day, I'm okay with it. Like I'm not overly passionate about it one way or another. I just don't think and they only do a slap on the wrist if a coach slips up on it. So I'm you know, ultimately I'm okay with all this. I just think like we can ideally all be mature enough to be able to do this. The issue would be like a coach could probably make a kid feel really awkward could really if if you had a coach do a press conference let's say they lost the game and they were like yeah we we had ray smith in the in the stands tonight uh gosh really we really wanted him i hope this doesn't change his opinion i, I hope he still thinks highly of us because he's the most important recruit we've ever we've ever gone after so ray if you're listening to this press conference we we still really <laughs> want you like you know you could make it really awkward if you had just kind of a bozo tom crean like coach that would take it that far <laughs> And unfortunately, you probably would have a bozo head coach like Tom Crean that would take it that far. So maybe the rule actually is a good thing. But we've we've reached our allotment of Tom Crean mentions this week. No, I actually have three more written down <laughs> that we need to get to. Yeah. So he he just kind of teased the Wagner commitment, and I, I did mention that like, and this wasn't some sort of genius Einstein brain think. Everybody knows this stuff, but uh, like. They go on these visits. They take these professional photographers. They get a professional photographer to go in there that works for the university, obviously. They take these pictures of them in their jerseys. You've had Bradshaw posting the picture of him and Edwards like nonstop. It's every day on his social media. He's posting pictures of him and Justin Edwards bawling out. Are we to believe that we don't think that DJ Wagner also took pictures with these guys as well? and we're not going to get like all three of them together in their UK jerseys. Absolutely we will. But they're everybody's keeping mum on it for whatever reason. Wagner's going to take his time uh and commit whenever he's ready, but yeah, the the pictures are ready to go when that day comes for DJ Wagner. Realistically, what is DJ waiting for at this point in your opinion? I don't know. I, like I mean, what's the, what's I've the got, hold up? I've, I've got no clue. Maybe could potentially be like some compli compliance things. I don't know. Just make sure all your nil I's are dotted, your T's are crossed, and just you're not going to give the NCAA anything to double check. UK is Calipari has had a relationship, obviously, with the Wagner family for 
for over 20 years now at this point. Uh, I, I don't know. I've got no clue, Scoots. Just – I don't know. Just because uh, we all we – all, it's a pretty much foregone conclusion he's going to go to Kentucky. And it has been for a while is yeah. the thing. Like, so I, I don't have a I don't have a great answer for you, but I got a few ideas. But oh, we'll let it play out as it may. I guess we will. Uh, you want to head on over to the Thornton Stex line? Let's do it. Okay, let's head on over five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. A texter on the Thornton Stex line says he talked about exclusively. He has talked about exclusively as a four, but I'd like to see how Collins looks as a five for a few minutes per game. His added skill and shot making at the five could allow you to play Livingston and Toppin at the three and four. Totally agree. Uh, I, I don't want it for a few minutes. I want it for as much as you can kind of get away with maybe having Oscar on the bench, catching a break, keeping him healthy, making sure that you're he's going to be ready for a March run. That That's uh, – Scoots, I think you were maybe the first one on the show to mention it. It's certainly, again, not an original opinion. But I think you mentioned that Oscar doesn't isn't going to win player of the year just because he's not going to play as many minutes. And I totally agree with that. I think it was you who said that. It could have potentially mm-hmm. been Roush. No, but I, like, I, I do agree with that sentiment. And, and that's okay. Him winning back-to-back players of the year would be really cool. And I do think if he averaged the same numbers, he would do that just because those numbers are so unusual for college basketball. I just don't think he's going to average those numbers because in a perfect world, Texter, you're playing a lot of that lineup and you're allowed to give him more blows. And my, and and one thing I'll say about that lineup is if we can, if we find out that Toppin and Collins, and maybe if you do have Livingston at the three, if rebounding's not an issue with Oscar on the bench, then, oh yeah, because you can, you can probably fly a little bit better too. If you have Oscar on the bench, and I'm not saying that that needs to be a common thing. UK will be at their best with Oscar in the lineup, but if rebounding's not a concern, when Oscar hits to the bench, you have so many fun options on how you want to play. And this texture is exactly right, Scooch. That's that's one of them. Yeah, and I, I think we will see Collins at the five uh, more than a few minutes a game. But And it may not be Livingston at Toppin and Toppin at three and four, but it'll be something similar. I mean, Collins I, undoubtedly will get minutes at the five. Yeah. Um, gosh, it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and I, I – it's going to be fun also to see who wins out between Toppin and Collins, who who gets the majority of the minutes next to Oscar when he is on the floor. And it may, oh, it'll may be, be Toppin. I don't know if it will be. I, mean, I really, I, I, I think maybe early in the year it will be Toppin. But I, everything we're hearing is just about how Collins has kind of flipped this switch. I will say Calipari said yesterday that or that Toppin is getting the most extra shots up. They have like chips on the players' scoots that mm-hmm. like tells them how many extra shots they're getting up, and they and he said that Toppin is just like blowing out the competition in terms of getting extra shots up in the gym. But you talk to people behind the scenes, or you read what people behind the scenes are saying to other journalists, Kyle Tucker, obviously Jack Pilgrim, uh, to name just to name a couple. But there's more. They're all raving about Damian Collins. Not that they're not saying good things about Toppin and. This is the time of the year where you should hear good things about a lot of players and Matt Pilgrim, obviously. And that's a name that UK fans, it'll ring a bell for them. But you're hearing a lot about Damian Collins and how he's about ready to take this ginormous leap. So I don't think it's crazy by the end of the season if it were Collins over Toppin. 
In other words, and Kentucky fans know this, you you among them, TJ, Kentucky has a plethora of riches when it comes to basketball players. I mean, they they are just in such a good spot. Okay, yeah. That for You hope. Now you hear Calipari at SEC Media Days. We didn't bring this up yesterday because I don't think it's a big deal. But he said Toppin's out. Lance Ware, I think, has a minor in, injury. Obviously, Oscar's going – uh, recovering from his his knee surgery, so they were talking about being down to just like eight seven players and having I mean, coaches kind of fill in. I don't know what the big blue scrimmage is going to look like tomorrow night. Um, I'll be watching, so I'll I'll have something to talk about on Monday. But I don't uh, I don't really I don't think you're going to see all your familiar faces. Yeah, maybe not. But I mean, we still got what two and a half weeks until the season starts. So I wouldn't be concerned about any of that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I hope not. I, I think there would probably be a little bit more sense of a panic or concern probably coming from Kyle Tucker, if we're just being honest. <laughs> He'd probably have an article out there or a tweet out there if there if there was something to be more nervous about. I and you're not about. getting that right now, so I'm not I, – I, I won't get worked up about it. I tell you what, by the end of the year, don't be surprised if it's Collins. And I, I don't know. You saw a lot of it in the Bahamas of Toppin kind of playing a, a three-type position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of UK fans that get nervous thinking about a Oscar Collins Toppin three four five, which it's not probably my first preference, but I'm willing to give it a shot. I'm willing. Who's gonna, to who's gonna stop that? Well, who's who's gonna score on that? Exactly. Like who's going to stop it? I, I could see things getting a little crowded. Like you would definitely need Antonio Reeves or a CJ Frederick out there to help extend the floor and be able to knock down some outside shots. But in terms of defense, that would be pretty tough to go against having Collins and 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 Toppins length out there on the floor. And I thought Oscar started playing better defense as the season progressed. He was a little oh, bit yeah. of a liability earlier on. And then he started to be a little bit more aggressive, started blocking more shots. And and I don't think he's the best defender in college basketball by any means. He's not the best defender on his team. But I don't think he's a liability by any stretch either. So, yeah, you do have a lot of options, Scoots. You're right about that. Yep. A texter says, it's not about the game itself, Scoots. It's about how the fans and players were abused by IU fans. So I'm about to get roasted coming up on this text line because of that whole conversation yesterday. But I don't care because that was one of the most fun radio segments I've ever been a part of. And clearly I'm wrong. I, um, yeah, I mean, it, that day was a lot worse than I guess I could have imagined is I guess what I can say in that spot. Yeah. But and I, I think overall, overall as a whole, I will stick with my assessment that it was a one-off and that is not how Indiana fans are as a whole yeah I I mean who's who's to say but it was certainly a bad experience for a lot of people wearing blue that day Uh, I as much you know as it may come off as a little bit whiny I don't think it was exclusively because Watford's shot went in and Kentucky lost I don't think it would have been something like oh we actually ended up all having a great experience I think the damage was done even before tip-off, to be honest with you, and yeah. if you if some of the stories are to be believed, and there's just so many of them that it's like it's hard not to. Uh, that place was just a, a beehive that day, and everybody was all fired up and out of control. And I blame, I blame you, Scoots. I'm blaming Cream. 
Tom you, Crean. You, you were there. You were No, I wasn't there. You were well, you were on campus though. Uh no, I was off campus actually. I was yeah, living in an off campus house at that time. You were a student, is my point. Yeah. If I would have just stayed there as a ticket taker, who knows? Maybe this whole thing goes differently. Yeah, you could have you could have really you would have saw the hotheads, you would have went over to them, you would have calmed them, them like, down. You would have said, Sheesh, <laughs> this is a big one. Come on, let's all behave, and everybody would have fallen into place. That's right. Man, if only Scoots could have been there. A texter <laughs> says, Justin, trying to both sides this. Fart off, man. Lovingly, of course. I mean, that's I gotta try to see both sides of it, no? Um well, you you just I thought Big Blue Drew was kind of both sides if we're gonna be honest. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I he I feel like he initially started his argument being like, no, they need to play. But then as we went on, he was like, You're yeah, doing them a favor. Yeah, exactly. That was a great big blue Drew impersonation. I thought he was on the on the air for a second. A texter says, TJ, your feelings about NBA versus college basketball is exactly how I feel about NFL versus college football. NFL is schematically okay, we can take it easy with the big words here. Back to back big words. Is that a joke? Homogenous. Schematically a homogenous and low scoring just feels completely soulless and sanitized compared to college football. Yeah, I think going back to that point yesterday, college is just such a team game that I almost think it's just like a different animal where mm-hmm. in you know in NBA and in college basketball, you know, you can have a dominant player that can just take over a game. So it's a little different if we got into the weeds of it again. But your sentiment is well received. And I think it's also that's why I if I had a choice and it's why it bugs me so much, like I love college baseball. I think college baseball is a lot of fun for the same reasons that Texter you're talking about. Like it's not impossible, although still incredibly rare for like a fly ball to just be dropped in college baseball. And that's a little bit extreme. You'll get more of that obviously in like little league, but you can have some really silly mistakes. You can have some really silly base running mistakes And you can have innings where like eight runs are just totally almost expected in college baseball. Uh, It just gets a little bit wonkier. Now the games last too long. That's one issue with college baseball compared to the MLB, but the MLB, that's just like they're machines, you know, especially when you get uh, really all the teams, but especially the, the, the great ones, they just rarely ever make mistakes. And the amount of errors some of these teams have, it's just like, holy smokes, you all are playing 162 games plus, and there's only this many mistakes by the team. It really is truly nuts sometimes. But uh, that's why I wish Kentucky baseball was better. It's because I actually enjoy it. I think it's a pretty good product. But unfortunately, the Batcats stink and barely make the SEC tournament on a yearly basis. So pro sports are – I've always been partial to college sports. Um, with the exception of college football, for whatever reason, I just I don't enjoy that like I do the NFL. But college basketball to me is way better than the NBA, even even college baseball, because those guys are playing for something. They're playing f- to try to get to that next level to make the million dollars. Whereas a lot of times in pros, you just feel like you get those guys that already have that those contracts and they're getting those mills, and they're just they get complacent, you know, because it's like I'm getting paid either way. Whereas in college, they're fighting to get to that level. Yeah, I, I that that all checks out. That makes sense to me. A texter says, I went to IU for Little Five. Little Five, Scoots, you want to explain it to people that may not know? 
Little Five is a bike race. They do 500 laps around this little track that goes around. I think it's the soccer field is what it goes around. But yeah, they they race in teams of four. It's a lot of times it's a lot of like frats and sororities that are in it. Um, they have teams of four and then they'll one person will just do like 80 laps or whatever. Then they'll hand it off to the next person. They'll pick it up. And yeah, you got a winner on the men's and women's side. So, but you do have like local teams as well. Like townie, townie teams is what we call them. Uh, people that just live in the town and get teams together to put, put in little five and they're typically pretty good. How fat, how long does it take? Uh, about two and a half hours, maybe closer to three. It's a big, I'm remembering, right. It's a a big to do. Isn't it like a big drinking event for the students? Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up because this, that's what I was going to say when we were done reading this text is it's everybody on campus is hammered. I mean, I, I kid you not. I will never forget my freshman year of college, little five week. There was a kid sitting like three seats down from me barfing into a trash can in the middle of class because he was so hungover. Ew. I mean that that's what little five is. Like ever it's just a drunk show. Yeah, so the texter continues. I, I've heard about little five never went, but the texter continues. Uh I was constantly abused for wearing a UK jersey around, not in a fun sports banter way, threats against my life for wearing a Kentucky basketball jersey while everyone on campus wore a jersey of some kind. Really weird fan base. And Texter, I don't know, I don't know who this texter was. But I have heard similar stories around that. And I had a bunch of friends in my fraternity and people that I was close with that lived in Indianapolis and were from Indianapolis. And they would always kind of talk about like when they were in high school, they went to Little Five a couple of times. I think even in college, a few of them went to Little Five. But they would talk about like, hey, are we going to bring our UK friends to Little Five for like party weekend scoots again? I don't really know all the ins and out of it. But they they debated it and ultimately decided against it just because they didn't think it would be safe like they figured somebody would wear uk stuff or people would get like in a uk iu back and forth and granted college students are generally dumber and drunker and their brains aren't fully developed even if they scientifically are they really aren't and they just said it wouldn't be worth it like if something probably would have happened and they said, and they would warn people that like UK students that were going, we never all ended up going in a big group, obviously, but they, they would be like, don't wear UK stuff. Don't wear UK stuff. Don't wear UK stuff. That's it. Well, like that's, uh, you kind of bring it on yourself by wearing it. Like dude, if you're wearing yeah, normal, if you're wearing gracious. normal, if you're wearing normal dude, clothes, nobody knows you're a Kentucky student. Scoots, it is the year 2022 and we live in the United States of America. You should be able to wear whatever you want. To an event, I mean, obviously, with like, you maybe don't, maybe chill out on like the Nazi propaganda, <laughs> but you should be able to wear a sports team t shirt to an event and not have threats made on your life or be physically abused. I don't think that's asking too much out of humanity in a society to say, like, and that's another thing that, like, I absolutely love Trevor Kelsey. I consider him a good friend. That is legitimately, and I think Mike Rutherford and them put on an amazing show and Mike seems like a great guy. And I've only met, you know, I've met him, I think once, but we've talked several times. Awesome dude. I think he's absolutely hilarious. Their obsession about UK fans wearing UK gear to U of L games when UK is not playing. 
while I admit and agree is not a move that I would make and is certainly kind of just like, again, just kind of a weird move. And same with maybe wearing a UK jersey, the little five, kind of like a weird move. But, oh, my goodness gracious, they obsess over it. Like, it, it, it runs in their brain nonstop. And U of L fans have that same mentality where they'll take pictures of it. It'll make the rounds on social media. Now, I'll say this as a compliment to U of L fans. They, for the most part, won't go physically or verbally abuse somebody because of it. They'll snicker behind their back and make comments and post it to social media, which is which is fine. I still think that's weird in its own right. Like, who cares what people wear? Even if it's not your favorite sports team, who cares what people wear to games? Like, I mean, it's I, such a weird thing to get upset about. That being said, at least Louisville fans don't take it that extra step like IU fans seem to do. I, I agree that you should be able to wear whatever you want, but I just think it crosses the line when you're wearing a rival, a hated rival at that, to or at your rival fan base. You know what I mean? So it's like the whole burrito spread on my car when I was at Purdue. I, I kind of brought that on myself because I had an Indiana license plate and parked my car on Purdue's campus. Like, I, I, I was pissed about it at the time, absolutely, but it's like I brought that on myself. I, sh- I shouldn't have had an Indiana license plate on Purdue's campus. It's a rival. Just- that I mean, it's just not a way that society should function. While probably and sadly, Justin, a reality, not one that I like will accept. If I want to go wear a UK shirt around U of L's campus, I'm going to do it, um, and I'm not going to let like the threats of of violence that because it's so dumb for wearing for having a license plate. And I get it. There's probably been idiot Kentucky fans that make comments and cross lines they're they're dumb they're they're bad people you're a bad person if you get all bent out of shape to the point of physical violence based on what attire another person is wearing i think that is a common sense take but we got we got to keep things into perspective too it was little five like i said it's just a drunk show get those get those people that threatened your life and on a sober day and that just that doesn't happen maybe they maybe they make fun of you say some things for wearing a kentucky jersey might even curse at you but i just i don't think you have the threatened threatened well, life i think that's why that texter added the caveat of not in a fun sports banter way i, I everybody loves a good back and forth it's who you know you know that's that, that that's what sports are all about but ugh, some people just need to take a freaking chill pill uh a texter says, racism and verbal abuse, the nature of college basketball. It's what it's all about, Scoots. That's right. Come on. And it, it, we need to be self-aware enough to realize UK had its own racist incident at a basketball game at Rupp Arena. And collectively, the fan base was like, "That person, don't let that person back. Like, that person is a turd. And uh, we're not, we don't like that person where you have a bunch of IU fans that are like, oh, babies couldn't handle the big stage. It's like, goodness gracious, you dweebs. Uh, Texter says, Scoot's going to have all these old gaming systems, but no time to play them. Sad. It's a beautiful text. It's so true, though. (laughs) Such a good text. Such a good dig at Scoot. So Texter says, all right, Luckett talked me into it. We're beating UT in Georgia. Or Georgia. Or Georgia. Uh, I bet one of those games will be really close um, come down to the wire. I won't be surprised if both of them do. Winning one would be a major accomplishment and would debatably could be considered Mark Stoops' best win. So, Texter, if Luckett's right, I don't know exactly what he said about it, 
But if he's right, then you would probably have Mark Stoops' best win in the chamber. And nothing wrong with that. He, the texter says, shout out to Luckett for discussing potential QB transfers on the podcast. Roush would never. Wow. Well, let's take our last break. Roush is hinting that there's a chance he may be able to hop on with us. Fingers that, crossed. Maybe we can, hit him with that, that we can hit him with that text message. We can do our picks of the week. Don't go anywhere. Will you hear from Nick Roush? Who knows? Find out next. Hello, Kansas. We feel farmer than the thank you for your time. You work a 40-hour week for a living. Just to send it all down the line. Hello, West Virginia coal miner. Let me thank you for your time. You work a 40-hour week for a living. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Stanley just drank OJ out of my mug and didn't seem to realize that it wasn't his hot coffee. So the question has to be asked, is there no limit to what he won't notice? I ain't happy, I'm feeling glad I got sunshine. In a bag I'm useless, but not for long the future is coming on. I ain't happy. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag. I'm useless, but not for long. The future is coming on. It's coming welcome back. On. One it's final time. segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big oh, Call. Radio. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen here on your Friday. Get pumped up and get yourself some shady rays. It's going to be an absolutely gorgeous weekend, and we probably got a few more of them left in us before. The weather starts to turn. So get your shades. Go to shadyrays.com. Use the promo code Big X. Save 25% off. And you will not be disappointed with your selection. And if you are, 30 day money back guarantee, no problem, no fuss, no issues. It's super easy. Most likely you'll order them and you'll love them. And you may want more of them. And you may end up having them for a while. Then they break. You want them replaced. Free replacement pair from Shady Rays. All you got to do. Well, small processing fee. Got to be careful on the wording with that. That's hand <laughs> up. That's on me. Small processing fee, but comparatively to the original price, it certainly does feel free. And you get your order just sent to you again. Bada boom, bada bing. You get them right back. It's a great deal that Shady Race does. It's a reason why they are so popular. Go to ShadyRace.com. And remember, each and every time you buy, you are helping feed hungry folks throughout America. All righty. Scoots, let's keep on with the text line. Maybe we'll get uh, Roush on with us. Maybe we won't. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Where? Or are what we? do you? What do I think about Roush? What was the question? Just, yeah, as like a human, what do you think about Roush? Yeah, he's a great guy. Do you like him better than Tom Crean? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Roush has yeah. never Roush has never hurt me. Oh no, Tom Crean hurt you? <laughs> Just emotionally? Emotionally, yeah. That's good. I didn't want it to be physically. I didn't, we didn't want to have to go beat up Tom Crean, you know. Stick up for our buddy Scoots. <laughs> A texter says, Field of 68 has won. They got their engagement. I don't get it. They're ranking like the top 25 or the top 20 basketball teams of the last 20 years. And they had UK 2012 at number 11 or number 12. Oh. That doesn't it, seem right. 
I mean, it's obviously just comically idiotic. That UK team, there hasn't been a national championship team better than that UK team since they won. And before then, I think you can make a case some of those UNC teams were pretty dominant. Um, but really, it, it, I think that 2012 UK basketball team was truly one of the best basketball teams of all time. As complete of a five as you're going to get, you had enough depth off the bench, good depth off the bench, the, the depth that you were using. And then you had one of the best college basketball players of all time. Like, of course, it's one of the best teams. But, folks, we have just got to stop. We just ignore Field of 68. That It's tough to do. I get it. They've, they've turned into a publication. But they're, that's, that's just not – that's a troll. Nobody in their right mind that has followed college basketball for the last few decades would consider – or, I mean, just even since then, would consider that 2012 team not a top 10 team in the last 20 years or whatever number they ended up being. I think it was 11 or 12. That's a joke. It's idiotic. Don't give them the time of day. They're doing it just for the reactions, and far too often you all give them exactly what they're looking for. Yep. Joining us now, new father of two. Yeah. Nick Roush. Nick Roush, how are you, buddy? You did it. How I'm I'm doing great. Uh the family as well. It's um it's it's been fun. It's been a fun week. It uh I will say, uh kid number two, TJ, I'm a lot less uh stressed. Like when baby cries and everything, like I'm not like freaking out and like, oh my god, like I feel like the anxiety's turned down a little bit. Um, but it still is just kind of non-stop when you've got the other one so it's you know it's it's been an adjustment but it's been uh been a lot of fun happy to uh to be uh still be a boy dad so sh- shout out to frank and shout out to duke yeah frank and duke how awesome uh well congrats that's good to hear how has duke responded to not being the only oh, only child man it, it it was like the most precious thing ever the first day back because he kept anytime frank would make some sort of like baby little like eh, he's like what's he saying huh let's go check on baby frank i mean it it, i mean it's the uh this morning he really wanted to go see him it's like no he's still sleeping but you know he's been super super sweet and it's uh it'll just make your heart explode Uh, well that's that's great that's really awesome to hear uh how did you feel about john wall's debut last night um i saw uh him make a layup um that looked good that looked sharp i was more excited to watch uh john summerall's troy team play in the mud that was uh i don't want to i don't know if ugly is the right word but i I caught like the fourth quarter uh fourth third quarter while rocking the baby and uh it was great to see him gut out a win Uh, troy first year john summerall uh got them in first place in their division uh win over an in-state rival they might win the fun belt right right deservingly so they're balling out they shouldn't have lost that game to app state either yeah. uh yeah i i mentioned to scoots that some uk fans have mentioned Summerall as a potential replacement for stoop someday and scoots just went off i mean he was just what? like what why would he he's not going nowhere why would anybody ever bring that up he's not that's too soon stop it he, he freaked out roush wow um well scoots you gotta you just had to always have that conversation we've been having the who is going to replace John Calipari conversation for 11 years? You know, you just you, like a good athletic director. You always got to know uh, who's on deck, who's potentially on deck. Yeah, I guess. I mean, TJ brought up the fact that Barnhart has a list of guys ready and and that's all fine and dandy, but 
Neither of these coaches are going anywhere. Why, why are we talking about it? That's what we like to hear, Scoots. All right, Roush. Well, we don't want to keep you if you you know if you're in a rush. You know, baby could start crying at any moment. I'll give an update on the standings in first place. Roush is Roush is really he's not too far away from maybe running away with this thing. He's twelve eight and one on the year. He's got 17 points. I'm in second at 9, 11, and 1, 11 points. And Justin Kalen, 7 and 14 on the year, which is just hilariously bad. And tell Roush the stat from intern Jacob. Eight points. Um, the stat oh, and intern Jacob is in last place. He's five, three, and one with six points. So he's only two points back from Scoots. Unfortunately, he's only five points back from me as well. Um, but yeah, intern Jacob, he's he's still right there in the hunt with Justin Kalen. <laughs> Justin, maybe just like you, you don't have to go completely um, off the wall for your lock. And you know what, Scoots, if you if you want to, no, actually, I don't want to change up the rules. I was going to say if you wanted to play baseball or NFL, like you, you got to. You gotta. You tell us all the time about all your winners. I would think that you would have some better winners than just blindly picking some Mac overs. Well, I don't know if I don't know if you caught it, Roush, but I uh, switched all three of my picks last week. Went zero and three, so would have had my first ever three and zero week. He faded yourself. He he faded himself (laughs) and then had a zero and three week, so would have been three and zero. That's just good clean family fun. I did the wise thing last night. I like about seven o'clock. I was like, "Man, I just got a good feeling about the Saints." But you know what? R- stay away, Roush. Like you're you're going to be a big d- dingus. And about halfway through the first half, I'm just checking scores. I'm like, "Man, maybe my feeling was on to something." And it was like, "Pick six, pick six, pick six. Yeah, it got <laughs> I got out of hand quickly. I when I was in Indiana yesterday, I bet the Cardinals just because I was like two and a half points with all the Saints injuries. I know the Cardinals are a little banged up themselves, but I was like, yeah, that's a no brainer. And I bet the Cardinals, but then in our gambling, I did the same thing, Roush as the day went on and my little NFL pick them gambling league. I bet I, I picked, which is a mm-hmm. it cost me money. I picked the Saints, so I I was gonna win either way, one way or another. Ended up actually winning real money and lost the hey. lost, uh, got a strike in the in the NFL league, but that's no big deal. I, I'll yeah. bounce back from that. You, you got real money, and we should have just had somebody remind us that they got DeAndre Hopkins back. So, like, why, of course, you bet the Cardinals, and it was Andy Dalton in a primetime game. Yeah, uh, like, no way. No doubt he wasn't going to cover. All right, well, the leader goes first, Mr. Rick Roush. What do you got? I'm going back to uh, old reliable, and I'm saying old reliable, but I, I've I've been I've struggled with my spots with Purdue this year, but they I think they've lost 14 of their last 15 against Wisconsin. Uh, Jim Leonard, interim coach, right? Like they're going to Purdue's going to be on the road, but I just feel like if there's going to be a time for the Boilers to ever get, and the time is now, I'm buying into the let's see it. Let's let's see them go on a run to the Big Ten West uh, crown. It'll be a showdown between the Boilers and in Illinois potentially for the Big Ten West, which is hilarious to say out loud. So give me Purdue plus two and a half. More on that game later. Okay. Uh, that would be hilarious. Uh, Illinois and Purdue fighting for the a spot in the Big Ten championship game, just like we all predicted in, in, <laughs> in football. Uh, all right, I'm going with a spot near and dear to your Uncle Brahms' heart, Western Kentucky. Give me a point and a half versus UAB, the tops on top. I like that pick. I like that pick, TJ. I was tempted, tempted as well. Scoot? All right, this team is on a slide, so I'm going to go against them. 
Give me Baylor minus nine and a half over Kansas. I like that one. It's it's a good time to get all your stonks out of Kansas. They're 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 toast. So yeah, like the, the only thing that scares me is just the Big Twelve. Uh, it was one of those like really convoluted, almost like baseball stats, but it's almost like there's either scoring a ton of points or close games almost exclusively. So I guess in that one, you're just you're just hoping for come on points. points yeah, yeah. I'm cheering against points when Texas A&M plays at South Carolina. I don't trust either offense to score. South Carolina, they're both going to try to limit possessions. Give me South Carolina A&M under 44 and a half. Ooh, okay. What was it, 44 and a half? 44 and a half, yeah, yeah. Okay. More on that game later. Ooh. <laughs> they've been good to me this year. I'm going – they've got Will Stein, former Trinity and U of L player, as the, I think, co-offensive coordinator. Uh, give me UTSA, given 10 points versus North Texas. The Roadrunners have just been uh, a machine this season. Take them. Take them in the points. They'll cover. They'll win probably about 21 points. Meep, meep. I'm going to continue my run of teams that are sucking and just falling apart. Give me Rutgers minus three against my Hoosiers. <laughs> They're three point favorites over Indiana. They are. God, yeah. I, oh I, my goodness gracious! I don't know if that what game's worse, that one or what, it's like Northwestern Maryland, and Maryland <laughs> might not have Tualia. Like just man, how Big the Ten. Best? How's the Big Ten picking teams from other conferences? What the what the hell's going on there? Yeah, they they suck. What They're, awful it, what awful games. Which is why I'm taking Ohio State as my lock of the week. I wasn't sure if I would just bet the under because uh, we know Iowa unders are about as reliable as Denver Broncos unders. But I'm I was so so bad, and I think Ohio State's just going to put it on them. Buckeyes minus thirty. Minus 30, I can – I mean, that's just uh, – that. I took a hard, long look at that one, and I liked it from uh, – I don't know. There was part of me that liked the over, and but I also did like Ohio State minus 30. But then I just thought to myself, like, no, that's too – that's too many points. That's too weird of a game. Uh, Ohio State's going to kill them, but, like, who knows how it all pans out at the end. Just stay away. So I, I ultimately decided to stay away. Good luck to you on your Buckeyes given 30. Uh, back to a game that you mentioned earlier, Roush. Uh, okay. Give me, give me the Gamecocks plus three versus Texas A and M. They, I think this is a, a, a sellout. I think South Carolina's going bonkers for this one. They've liked what they've seen uh, at points of this season, and they're they're doing this one big. So it's going to be a pretty hostile atmosphere. I think the Gamecocks get them, pull away with a win. The only reason, like, why I just was like, no, let's just go for fewer points because how many times has South Carolina done this, like, we're going to black it out, sell out, and then they just let you down? And it's usually against Kentucky, and Kentucky beats them. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I could, I could, I can, can't you just imagine a scenario where they actually do have him on the ropes and Spencer Rattler just throws a devastating, backbreaking interception and twice in the fourth quarter to lose the game? Yeah, I mean, totally could happen. I, I will hope that it, that does not happen. <laughs> that will be my hope. Scooch, can you lock it up for us? Yeah, back to the uh, Purdue game. I am seeing a, I don't know, 24-21 type of game here, and that I, that might even be too many points. Give me under 51.5 Purdue-Wisconsin. All righty. Scooch looking to get back on track. It hasn't been his best streaks of all time, so <laughs> – 
Uh, good luck to everybody. I love the board. I, I, I feel like my issue is trying to figure out which three I feel the best about. But I like uh, Miami giving nine versus Duke, LSU giving three versus Ole Miss and a fun one in the SEC. I that, think that's, I'm really looking forward just to watching that game because yeah. both teams have um, an inclination to implode. So like it that, that could just be a wild, wild game. It's a shame that game isn't a night game. Uh, that game should be fun. And then the UCLA-Oregon, it's like, okay, you're making – this is the one time a year I'm going to care about Pac-12 football, and uh, it should be fun. It should be a fun one. Yeah, it should. What do you What do you think uh, – what's your feel on the UofL Pittsburgh game? And you can run if you need to. We're just going to finish text messages after oh, we let you go. I, that That's just going to be uh, hijinks. But I, I'm leaning toward the over there. I can just see Cunningham coming back and then both teams Same. just scoring a gazillion points. I like the over. UofL's defense I still think stinks, but I think their offense will be able to put up some points on Pittsburgh. And uh, UofL two-and-a-half-point favorite, though. A lot of people can't figure that one out. It is a little weird to me. But, oh, well, we'll find out at the 8 o'clock game, late one at Cardinals. Yeah, State. is that okay, – how many – home games has Louisville played at night since they completed the circle? Not many. I mean, it, it can't be. Oh, well, no, all right. Excuse not me. On, home not Saturday night, night yeah, games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah when you Thursday and Friday, they, that's 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 when Louisville – that's the home of Louisville football. My U of L friends aren't, like, overly excited about this team, but they are – they're having, like, a huge tailgate tomorrow because they're like, when's the last time we've had a Friday – or a, a, excuse me, a Saturday tailgate with the weather being good, where we've had all day. It hasn't been a yeah. noon game, hasn't been a four o'clock game. So they're pretty pumped. They're pretty jazzed up. Just say, it. I, I know the UK game was uh, a year ago, but I mean that's November. It's cold. It's a little different. It's going to be mm-hmm. in the seventies and eighties tomorrow. Great, beautiful weekend. So, and um, yeah. looking forward to enjoying a a bad day uh got uh brooks family's gonna come in and meet the baby and so uh got got no worries i i do appreciate you all holding down the fort big blue drew and matt sack coming in uh I, i've been in and out paying attention from here and there uh was humored by the the folks who think that matt sack and i sound alike and also <laughs> the person who said that roush is naming their kid his kids like it's 1956 i really really enjoyed that one it's like well you got a point well i'm glad you've seen some of the texts another texter says congratulations nick big blue love to your family from wisconsin so oh well uh, next time you come down bring some spotted cow bring some spotted cow says roush all right all right have a good friday thanks guys all right that's Nick Roush, father of two. We'll continue with the text line, and we've got to be quick about it. Uh, texter says, do you think Matt Jones roots for UK basketball? I do think he roots yes. for UK. I, I do. Um, <laughs> we got to stop. Just This isn't the the Matt Jones Q&A answer hour. On, <laughs> we got, got to stop the text messages. Uh, texter says, just text in whatever you want. I'm kidding. Would one U of L starter start for UK in basketball? I think that was a run no. for text. Um, that, that's going to be a no. Yeah, it's absolutely a no. There wouldn't be a single one. I don't even know who it would be if it would be if it'd be anybody. They said Huntley Hatfield had the best shot. At what position? The four? Along yeah. with Oscar? I, it doesn't happen. Were they saying it would happen, though? Uh, don't, no, I don't think they – they because it transitioned into would a Louisville player make Kentucky's team. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when they were like, oh, Huntley Hatfield would make the team. Oh, yeah, they have some people that would make the team. Okay, yeah. that's good. That, that, 
I didn't want Trevor to go crazy or anything. A texter says, I guess I'm a Wheeler doubter, but isn't the best lineup for this UK not include Wheeler? This lineup seems like the best one. Case and Wallace, Reeves, Livingston, Top, and Oscar. I think Wheeler will be helpful off the bench, but don't we want our 6'4 freak athlete NBA player to have the ball as much as possible? That's the th- I, I texter, I, I mostly agree with you. I just think the thing is, when do you switch over the reins? Because you're going to start the season with Wheeler. And what happens if you start the season with Wheeler and everything's really good for a while? Like, what if what if Kentucky's you know at one point twenty one and one or twenty one and two? At that, like, I know it's a slow transition. You don't just have a game where you're like, hey, here's where it happens. But I, I Wheeler's going to start the season, and I, I if things go well, I don't think you're going to see a huge shift in how Kentucky plays. But I mostly agree with you, Texter. Like, I'm- by the end of the year, I want Case and Wallace being the dude balling out with the ball on the sands. Maybe it's the short guy in me, but I'm a big Wheeler guy. I like Wheeler too. I, I do as well. And I'm not one of the believers that like you can't win a championship with him being your lead point guard. I think you could. I think you definitely could. I think other people are going to have to be your playmakers for the most part. But uh, I think Case and Wallace probably gives you a little bit higher ceiling in the long run. It's going to be it's going to be a delicate balance. Certainly one of the things I'm most anxious to watch is to see how the, the guard minutes shake out and more importantly, how the roles shake out who kind of steps up and is the guy and does Wheeler even allow Wallace to have a chance to do that? I think it's something worth mentioning. Another texter says, this is really odd. I agree with you all about not wanting to expand, but your all's arguments have sounded like a typical politician talking about a slippery slope and, Oh, we can't do this because really they'll do that. So that's put my head in quite a pickle this morning. No, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's personal opinion. Like I don't want, I like the 68 teams. I don't think I'll like, an expanded team as much. Secondly, it is true. Like one, why did they just pick the random 25% number? That's just that, that shows you how much, how nonsensical all of this is. They just randomly picked a number of like where the cutoff is for deserving teams versus not shows you the entire thing's a fraud. And secondly, like I mentioned, why would they stop there? Like, why would they? I, you know, your guess is as good as mine. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that would be the absolute cutoff and they'd never expand it again. But if they're going to keep going, they're probably going to keep going. So just keep it as it is. But it's a personal preference. I, we do admit it'll be more finance. They'll make more money if you expand it. But I don't care about the money. It doesn't matter to me. I don't see any of it. True. John here, or another one says, I'll give them an expanded tournament if they don't start till December or January and have the tourney in May. I've seen more people talking about this as of late. I'm for it, but I'm also not like totally against with what we've got going on now. I do like March Madness. Like I, I, I do like when it's March, spring starts to happen, and there's tournament games going on. Doesn't mean I can't get into May Madness at some point. I do think for exposure, moving it would be better. But I don't know. When I think of March, I think of the tournament. But I won't really care if they do that. I will care if they expand the tournament. Please do not do that. John here. Good TGIF morning to all y'all. Do not expand the tournament, but money talks, and they probably will. Gosh darn, I hope I, I hope the saying there's no place like home holds true because for my three picks this weekend, I have the Yankees winning games three and four. Also give me Bama minus 21. They will destroy Mississippi State. Also give me the Lakers nine and a half to get their first win of the season against the Trailblazers. Hey, Shaden Sharp, we'll got to go talk to you later. I do think Alabama is going to destroy Mississippi State. Yeah, agreed. 
Uh, for the baseball game, I doubt it. And then nine and a half is a lot, so I don't love that one as well. A texter says, under the rules, could Cal talk about a hypothetical kid named ZJ Dagner? <laughs> <laughs> yep, he certainly could. Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. I just want to say that it was absolutely awesome seeing John Wall play last night. He's undoubtedly my favorite cat ever and probably my favorite athlete ever. Also, Scoots, listen to the song Long Hot Summer Days by the Turnpike Troubadours. They talk about a girl from Pekin. Y'all have a Funkadelic Friday. Huh, wonder if I know her. Uh, what Pekin, though? Could be a lot of Pekins. That's true. There's a Pekin, Illinois. Scoots just dropped a they brought it on themselves by how they dress. Sheesh. Also, we aren't your rival. You're irrelevant. Yeah, that's true. We're not your Indiana rival. may not be Kentucky's rival, but Kentucky will always be Indiana's rival. Yeah. I'm just working that through my head. Uh, you did pull a, like, you shouldn't have been dressed that way. That's problematic. Yeah. Did, do you want to apologize? Mm, no. I said what I said. Okay. All right. A texter says, Scoots thought he was the only one Crean was thinking about a lot lately. <laughs> Another one sent in the Caden Mormon decommitment. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm reading on that. It seems like everybody thought that it was probably going to happen at some point. Uh, but he was big, big cheerleader for Kentucky, so that was always appreciated. Thought this would be a good topic, but not already discussed. We had not, so thanks for bringing it up. Congratulations, Nick. We read that one. Congratulations, Nick, on the baby, and congrats on finding a woman who would sleep with you more than once. Wow. It's a good way to end the text line. That's it. It's all the time we got. All right, everybody. No UK predictions. Blue-white game. You taking blue or white? Uh, white. Not surprising. I'll go blue. Everybody have a good weekend. Be safe. We'll see you on Monday. This is Kentucky World Call. I'm big I'm from the country, and I like it that way. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody comes.